Hi, I'm Cara Shaw and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7 with host Eric Farrell. Absolutely smash it. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. If you can believe it, it's the 26th of August 2019 already. It's almost over. I mean, I can't believe how quick summer's going. It is unbelievable. Today in Albany, New York, I said, I called it sunshine. We don't, we haven't had a lot of sunshine this summer. It's been a lot of rain, a lot of humidity, but today it is absolutely gorgeous out. It's low humidity. I think it's only about 63 right now, and the sun is just, and the sky is just glorious blue. It's absolutely beautiful. All right, on that note, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you learn to speak to yourself in that manner, only great things are going to happen in your life. Is it going to happen tomorrow? No, it's not. But when you start to believe in yourself and you repeat things, and get rid of all the old negative garbage that's been sitting in your subconscious mind possibly for decades, and as we call it here, rewire and refire, you're going to start seeing things happen. And I've talked about it with different people who have been on the show and my solo shows. I have delved into this, the cold water therapy, Wim Hof, and now I'm going after what they call your reptilian brain. And we're going to get into this more and more and more. And I'm telling you right now, it's the best thing besides weightlifting and other things I've ever gotten into in my life. More on that to come. Also, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, winners and champions, premier product. All I can say is go out and digitally download it. Also, too, you want to get involved here. Well, you go out to our Prosperity Conscious page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, $50, and $100 investment, not donation. You are investing in something big here. Please give to both entities, FBC and M&M. I'm telling you right now, it goes right to my PayPal account, and uh, it goes right into the business. And I was telling Paul Firepower Gray I just got off with, And I said last week, two weeks ago, I was looking for a marketing expert, and lo and behold, we might have somebody very big from over in London, and he's a good friend of Steve Cotter's, and I'm going to talk to him this afternoon because he's already audited both sites. He can't believe the amount of material here that has not capitalized. Well, that's because due to my own... Um, I won't call it negligence, but, you know, you have to learn a lot in five years, and these people are highly recommended. I mean, I blew my life savings of $80,000. But you know what? I am committed. We're winning. It doesn't even matter. But you get a little sharper and a little smarter, so I'm going to talk to this gentleman today at 2.30, and we're going to see what happens. This could be the biggest thing in the history of M&M and FBC, so that's how we think. Also, too. Go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. I have the legendary Jack Shanks and the legendary, I will call him Stevie Shanks, too. They're going to come in here momentarily. Jack and Stevie did a show with me probably about a year ago, and it was just off the cuff. I had no idea that Jack was even at Stevie's home. Um, this is incredible. We have them both in here today, and we're going to get to them very shortly. Um But go out and look at all the shows Stevie and I have done together. Unbelievable material. Everybody's like, go write a book. Why write a book? I've got two encyclopedias at least. And at the end of September, we'll be up five years. September 29th is our anniversary. And I couldn't be more proud of what I've done and with all the people like Stevie and Jack. As I always say, you're a big spoke in this big wheel here at M&M. And you never know how much I appreciate all of you. It's been so great, let me tell you. Also, too, 
Sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Um, goes right out to my MailChimp account, and you know how content-rich we are. It'll be in your inbox with whatever I do. Also, too, another way to get involved with the companies is you can come in here and um, advertise with us. We're going to be here for at least 30 more years. We want to help you, and you can help us keep building our brand and offering solutions to people and places out there in the world. And we are international. We're all over the world now, believe me. And also, too, Something don't ever forget, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, real power. On that note, I'm going to give you a little information on both gentlemen. Number one, Stevie, he's a, a, well, he's a strong man, stone lifter, musician, and the son of legendary stone lifter, Jack Shanks. So, I'm going to bring Stevie in momentarily, but for any of you who don't know Jack Shanks, you should get out there and learn about this gentleman, and you know, obviously, he lifted the Denny Stones way back in the day when, you know, other than Donald Denny, and I know Jim Splain lifted them, and we'll have to get verification when they came in one, two, if that even matters. But innovative as can be, and one of the things we're going to talk about is that innovation because I think that's something that can be very overlooked by people. Yep, it was great to see Jack, and you look at Jack, he looks like he just got out of Sunday Mass. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, the gear on and all that. He's got a shirt and tie, for God's sake. I mean, that to me is what's so special about what he did. It wasn't any of this stuff, well, look at me, look at me. No, I walked up and I did him. That's the thing that matters to me. That's called authenticity. So we'll have Jack in here momentarily, too. But first, Stevie, welcome back, brother. You know, it's always an honor to have you here. Thanks, Eric. Always a pleasure to be with you, man. Always a pleasure to have a chat. Thanks for having us on again. And Jack, you know... um, what can I say, man? I mean, you talk about an honor to truly speak to a legend. And somebody where I say this about a lot of the older gentlemen that come in here that have really made a mark on the world, and I am that fortunate to have you here. Even though you're a long way away, but it's like we're in a living room together talking. I welcome you back, sir. Thank you very much, Eric. It's Pleasure always an honor. Yep. Um, all right. Stevie, I mean, obviously the gathering, from what I'm hearing from everybody and reading, was quite a success. And our our mutual friend Steve Gardner, who's been very kind to me, he's been on the show, you know, obviously wrote an article, sent me a ton of pictures, um, and is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Tell us about the gathering. What were your insights? What people maybe caught you, you know, caught you by surprise? And what, you know, what are we thinking in the future, and take it away, brother. Well, it's it's hard to know even where to start. You know, to be honest with you, to, to sum it up, I couldn't be happier uh, uh, with the way everything went. It was just, I mean, for the for the first couple of years, we've always I've always tried to kind of take it up a notch every year. And this year, with the introduction of the Donald Denny Games, yeah, I think I think we've done something now that's going to give this this thing legs because with the games, you can you can vary them. You know, whenever you're just sort of featuring the Denny Stones, I don't mean just, but if, if that's the only thing on show, yeah. you know, it will, it will hold I me. Mean, people will always come to see people lift the Denny's, but I don't think that it's the sort of thing you do year after year because I think it would, it would, you would kind of die off a wee bit without yeah. something else to kind of spruce it up, which is why we, we, we brought in the games this year. And wow, <laughs> so I, I honestly couldn't be happier, really. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's things, you know, I'll, I'll want them to maybe improve on next year and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tweak certain things, you know, and, and some practical stuff, you know, we, we can do, but. If I if I was to kind of sit back and say, well, what do you think? It's just a perfect day, honestly, an absolutely yeah. perfect. Day. Let me ask you this though, too. I mean, obviously, you implement new things this year. Sometimes implementing things can get resistance from others. You know, well, it's all about just lifting the Denny stones. But I agree with you totally. You can't keep beating the same drum year after year. It's just not going to matter. I mean, obviously, we know we got. Charlie Stones, we know we're watching Martin and Jamie lift the Inverse Stone, but how much of that can you absorb if you've seen it, say, a couple of years in a row? So I know you're on the right trail. What do you think? All right, you had a lot of success this year. You introduced new, you know, the Denny uh, Games, obviously. What do you think at this point? How much, you know, next year, are you going to add more? I mean, and you don't have to comment if it's kind of like, in the works right now, but 
how much more do you feel to even get more interest you're going to have to add in 2020, Stevie? I, I, I think the feedback from this year and the interest that people have shown uh, and, and I'm ta- already talking about next year, I, I think we have, we have a good formula. You know, and, and I'll, I'll never say we're, that we're done, that that's it. We're not going to change it. That's, that's the formula that's going to work. Yep. I mean, I already have an idea. I would like to maybe do five events next year. Nice. I think four events means that, you know, you, you, everybody had to be right on their game for every event. You, you can't have a bad event. Yep. You know, and I, I tell you what, I mean, the, the, the finish of it, to have Jamie Gorian you know, yeah. win it, to yep. have Sean Hayfield second and Andre Kearney third. Yep. You know, that's three Scotsmen coming yeah. first and third. And there was a point separating them. 24 yeah. points, 23 points, 22 points, you know, so one foot wrong either way and your your first place becomes a third place, yep. you know, and, and vice versa. So it, it was it was a hell of a competition. Now, I already know what I want to do next year in terms of the extra uh, event. Nice. And I'm nice. happy to get it out because I, I don't want to keep things a secret. Like it's some big, you know, like people aren't good enough to, to, to tell, you know, it, it's I, I want to get it out as soon as possible to get the interest out there. Okay. Things that we did this year—it was all stone events and all yep. the sort of things that either Donald and he did or he would have done. You know, I mean, the Ardblair Stones had had they been around in, in his day, Donald Donald and he would have been in there mm-hmm. right up the doing that. Uh, the throwing the 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 steam tossing, throwing the sixteen kilogram stone was about thirty six pounds. That's the sort of thing he did anyway. He held records in it. Yeah, uh, obviously he carried the Denny, so the, the, the walking with the nickel stones is right up Donald Street. And then the whole thing with, with, with the Belogi Stone, which is a brand new event, you know, that was a heck of a competition. There's things I might want to tweak and that'll be a bit next year, but I think, me overall, four stone, four fantastic stone lifting events, you know, and for guys who are, who are stone lifting giants, you know, that they're yeah. competing, it's a real yeah. honour for me. The, the thing that I'd like to add next year, it's not a stone event, but it's something that was very, very uh, associated with Donald. And he used to hold out a 56 pound block at arm's length. Oh, yeah. That he did it for up to a minute, you know, I, I I don't know if he did or not, but I mean, what a great idea! <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about a feat of strength. Woo! Yeah, yeah and those old fifty-six pound blocks. I have two of them there. You know, over the years, I mean, Dad's done stuff with them. We've I've had a bit of fun with them, but I think what I would like to do is uh, I'm going to put a big claymore sword in the ground. Yeah, I'm going to have the guys hold a single fifty-six pound block with two hands at arm's length. Yep, and it's going to be like a few inches above. A, a, Above the sword, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. minute the 56 pound block touches the hilt, that's yep. it over. It's going to be a time I think it'll be a cracking event. <laughs> I love it, man. That's some good stuff. That's some real good stuff. Check your shoulders, all right. Highland Games. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, nobody else is doing it. I mean, there are there are events like that, you know, when you see it in the world's strongest man with the whole the way out. Yeah. But I think this one with the Claymore sword and, brilliant, you know, the fact that yeah. Donald Denny did this, now he did it with one arm and giving guys two hands, obviously. It, I think that's an awful lot to ask of anybody to hold one of those. Oh, without a doubt. But what a great event to add, you know. I mean, just something a little bit different, you know. And five events, I think, gives guys more of a time, you know, to kind of, so we better nip and talk a bit more competition with the fifth event and stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think that's great. Jack, um, obviously, you were there. Um, anything stand out to you that... You know, when you're witnessing all these great feats of strength, and obviously, as Stevie said, you know, one point separated the top three. Anything or multiple things, what sticks out to you about this year's gathering? Oh, I just enjoyed the whole thing. It, it was different with, with Stephen adding this contest to it, and, and it made all the difference rather than people just lifting the stones, you know, there's any stones only. Uh, this brought in a great variety. Mm-hmm. And Stephen said some of the top men in the country, and it was a fantastic event, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. I, yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing. Stevie and I, think, talked on the last show. There's like a buzz now with all this stuff, whether it's where you folks are. Even in America, you see the stuff with Ryan Stewart all the time. And I yeah. just know from people that I talk to that have come over to my place or whatever we're doing, there's just, you know, I, I don't want to use that word because word it's used, in my opinion, this primal thing or DNA. But inherently in all of us, you know, if you go through the lineage of probably any of us, there was somebody in our families all the way down that were laborers, that did things with hands, did things with the body. And 
we live in a very, I mean, I'll talk America now. You know, it's a very soft culture. There still is manual jobs, but nowhere near like there would be. Yeah. And I, I know friends of mine that own manual like businesses, you know, whether they're contractors or painters, they can't get people. You know, the kids now that are in high school and in college, basically none of them want any part of it. You know, they're very uh, uh, animated with, obviously, the phones and, and, and the games and this, that, and the other things, social media, the whole deal. And they really don't want to go out and get their hands dirty, where I say on the other end, what could be more fun than getting out there and going after something that you don't have a clue whether you can lift it or not. Maybe you've done the homework, maybe you've been training for years, but is it not the fun, the challenge, the idea that, hey, today I got an opportunity, just like the five other guys standing to my right do. But you know what? I've got the ability, the thought process where I'm going to win today. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, I know we all have this. Even the guys and girls that would much rather sit in a cafe and text till their thumbs fall off them. What, what, what's your response? I'll go with Stevie first. What do you think, brother? Well, I think, I mean, with the big focus on college and getting, uh, and getting qualified and getting good jobs, I mean, yes, yeah. of course, people are going to go towards more management-style jobs. Yeah. Where they are in an office, and I mean, they're obviously more attractive. Uh, they're, they're better paid. On, I think the only time you're better paid when you're a man of labor is if you have your own business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Friends of mine here, plumbers and builders and stuff, and they, they never stop. I mean, there's always work for them. Yeah. But I think if you're working for somebody else, you know, it, it's, it's hard conditions. Yep. You know, it's, the, the pay isn't brilliant, you know, and I, I can understand why people do that. But I, I think, I mean, for the likes of myself, I, mean, I work in an office. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I bang drums, obviously, I have a good bit of physical stuff there, but it, it does leave me fresh coming home at night. You know, when I want to do a good hard training session, I'm reasonably physically able for that. Yeah. Well, but then I suppose when you have friends like David Bagnell, you know, he works in a, he works in a, a cement outfit yeah. where, where he's working with cement and building all day. So, I mean, he's physically tired when he gets home, yep. but he still goes out and does it as well. You know, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a tough guy. <laughs> well, you know what it is, too, Stevie? I think a lot of that stuff, the, you know, as we call here the hard hat training, um, I, I just think that, yes, it's much harder to come home and do that other than if you're sitting in an office environment or whatever. But the one thing that I do think that's great with manual labor and being a weightlifter or whatever you want to call it is this. I also think it's a very good prep for doing that type of training because the body is very toughened up. You know, let's think about it. If you're handling stuff all day, hands you know, obviously you're turning, twisting legs because you could be pushing a wheelbarrow uh, two-thirds of your day. You know, we know all these things. And I think that if you're of that nature, which I think all of us are, I do believe that could be very beneficial to you succeeding, obviously, in the stone world, the weightlifting world, or them combined or whatever. Jack, um, what are your thoughts on that? Manual labor as opposed to, obviously, you know, more of the technological thing. Do you feel that is something that works better with, you know, the hardcore training? I mean, what do you feel about that? No, I agree with everything you both said. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The manual training would certainly prepare you for this. But yep. as Steve said, when you do a hard day's work, you may not feel like doing a lot of training. Right. But but one thing I would like to say about the athletes who, who completed at the gathering. Yep. And these are a bunch of chaps you couldn't find. And they were all trying to help each other yep. and cheering each other on. And that was just a fantastic atmosphere. Yeah. It's, now, it, go ahead. And, I'm sorry. And no big heads or anything like that. Uh, everybody was so friendly. And they're so respectful to Stephen and I, too. It was unbelievable. Well, they should be. I mean, look at what you got. Look at what you have done and still doing. I mean, you talk about an ambassador of strength there. And then Stevie, obviously, you know, that's why I said to Stevie on other shows, Jack, I, I can't give him enough credit. And it's a number of things. Number one, here's a gentleman that started much later in life. And look what he's <laughs> lifting. OK, number one. Number two. You have to have leaders like that because to pull events off like this, you know, a lot of people talk a great game, but few really put the rubber to the road. That's number two. And then, exactly. number, th and then number three, 
Just look at the education he's giving people that don't even have a clue to what any of this stuff means. And, like Charlie, you are out there spurring on possibly the next generation of lifters. I mean, that in itself is huge. So, you know, that's why I say, Jack, Stevie, obviously a big thank you because what you have done, maybe you don't even think about that, but I'm sitting here in the background watching and listening and having you both on here, and I know what the buzz is, and I know what the buzz is with training and stuff. This has really opened up a new gateway, and people said to me, well, you don't want this stuff to go mainstream. Your show, I do want it to go mainstream. I don't mean it mainstream in something ridiculous where, you know, we've got people in half-dressed or, oh, look what I did, and they never did it. What I'm saying is the only way we are going to get this stuff out there is it's got to go mainstream. It's got to be shown to people that, hey, you don't have to be a 330-pound guy or a 190-pound female or less. I mean, you look at so many people that lift things that are not, you know, behemoths. But you know what? This gives you an opportunity to improve upon yourself. And with today's health issues all over, especially in the young kids with diabetes, this is something that is excellent. So comment on that. Either one of you take it away. Well, I think, I mean, certainly from, from, from Dad's point of view and from mine, I know I can speak for us both when I say this. Yeah. We, 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 we didn't set it to do this, you know, to – to, to be to, to receive thanks or any kind of accolades for right, right. I mean, because I mean, that, I mean, there was no internet in Dad's day. He just it was a personal challenge for him, which most stonelifters have. Yeah, uh, he, he did it, and, and that was it. And the, the, the press picked up on it. And you got a bit of press coverage. You know, it's different now, obviously, with, with Facebook and, and on social media. It does give it more of a cover. But for me, I mean, my, my main driver for doing this was to add a bit onto my dad's story and to kind of share the experience with him. And that's genuinely the only reason that that that, that him and I. Both got involved. It was for the challenge and the, and the, the sort of the, the family side. Having said that, now that it is taken off, I'm happy to push it and yeah. get more people involved. And, and if anybody wants advice or, or help, I mean, if I can give it, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's better trainers out there than me and professionally qualified guys. But I mean, if somebody wants my advice, I'll give them it based on my knowledge and, and experience. You know, not a problem. Dad's the same. Well, you know what it is, though, too? There's a lot of trainers out there, Stevie. But you and a lot of other people on here, as I always say, it not only authentic, but you and your father, you, you still live it. Yeah, I mean, your dad, you know, it was a long time ago. He lifted the stones, but he's still part of it. He's still living it. He's still putting it out there. And you are on a different point now where, you, I and I agree, I know that you didn't do it for the glory. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you did it to honor your dad, you know, you guys just evolved into this. You know, life finds you sometimes. It's not the other way around. And you've been very blessed, you know, to be part of this and to organize this and to push it. I, I've said it to you before. Talk is cheap. You know, you're out there doing it. That's the difference. You know, anybody can come and say, well, I can go and add to this event. We'll do this. Guess what? Nine times out of ten, it's not happening. Maybe they have good intentions. But the difference is this. You are doing it, and you keep doing it. And that's why I take my hat off to you, even though I don't wear a hat, brother. One thing about it all that, you know, in, in terms of me, what, what, what I've been pushing forward, I mean, yeah. I, I can't do this on my own. You know, I mean, yeah. I have some nice ideas, but to make it happen, I mean, there's guys like Brett Nickel, sure, Jim Splain, both both of you have lifted the Denny Stones more times than anybody on the planet, you yep. know, individually and, and, and uh, collectively, yep. but I mean, there, there, there's Jim turns up at every single Denny Stone related event, yep. he gives as much advice and training as I do, probably more, yep. he takes photographs, videos and puts them all over social media, so he's the one pushing it out visibly, in the, in the background there's Brett Nickel training guys, left, right, and center, and he turns up at everything. He'd probably lift them eight or nine times just wow. to show us how to do it. Wow. I remember we were at the, we were at the uh, Boeing Games this year. Yeah. And I said to Dad, you know, when Brett comes along, I said, I reckon he'd probably do about nine lifts today. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great thing to see. You it know, is, and you need people. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's an absolutely fabulous team we have, and then we have all the guys in Belogia State, and then we have all our sponsors come on this year with Andrew Kearney and Adrian yep. McKinnon, like that, and Charlie Blair Oliphant comes along every year with his Castle Water sponsorship now yep. to push our Blairstones out there for us, and he, he gives his services for free. Yep. You know, 
you can't do it without that kind of support. No, you can't. You can't. Yep. And and you the know? thing and the thing you mentioned, I think, which is really important, you've got people in the background, and you guys are in the forefront, and you need that. You need that mix of that because people in the background too can see some things going on. Maybe they say, "Hey, you know something? Maybe you don't want to do that, or maybe you got to change it up, or whatever." It all works together. You know that the wheel is not going to turn if you don't have a little bit in the back and in the front, and I think that's a great way to do it. Um, yep. Jack, this is what uh, we – and we've still got like 20, 15, 20 minutes, and I want to – this is perfect to hit on the second part of the show. I asked Jack before we came on, you know, Jack is of a different era um, of training and obviously with his success with the Denny Stones. But what really captivates me about men of his era – is they didn't have the bells and whistles a lot of people have today. I mean, they didn't have the fancy gyms if they so choose. They didn't have the corporate sponsors, you know, sending them this, sending them that. A lot of, and they obviously didn't have the internet. I think he's better off without it. I think a lot of us would have been better off without it. And I don't look at it a lot like I used to anyways, because you can get caught up in a lot of things that just don't make sense. And then you're really confused. But what I want to talk to Jack about, and obviously Steve, you will come in, is this. What was it that you were doing? Uh, Number one, let's kind of give everybody a little bit of an overview what got you into the Denny Stones, Jack? And as you decided that you wanted to go after this monster goal, let's just kind of forward it with, okay, what did you think? How did you have to do this? We know, you know, the Shank Stones. We know why you had to do this. But for anyone that's not familiar with this topic, let's just kind of take them through the evolution of Jack Shanks. Okay, I'll do this. Can I uh, possibly be a joke that I have with my wife first? Yeah, yeah. I tell her I'm only six years away from 90. I'm, <laughs> I'm not driving her mad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this thing started, well, I suppose about 1971. Talking about 47, 48 years ago. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I did a bit of training working on one hand deadlifts and I particularly like the hack lift. And uh, there was a lady, a neighbor of ours, lived a couple of doors down. And she came up with a Sunday paper, I think it was a Sunday post, and there was a photograph of this gentleman lifting the Denny Stones. And he got a terrific accolade about it. And uh, the very next week, the same paper did an article on it, and they called it a very lift, mm-hmm. which wasn't really right, because he was using hand straps. And uh, I sort of looked at the paper and figured out that big stone's probably about... 440 pounds I was out now that's what I thought and the small stones probably about 360 mm-hmm. I said well I can do a one hand deadlift of 440 and that shouldn't be all that hard right so anyway uh, I tried to find out about it I tried to get measurements and didn't really get very far in that and then being a policeman if a policeman goes to a road accident he measures everything Mm-hmm. That was the way you were taught in my day. So I thought, I wonder if I got a policeman to go in and look at these stones and make measurements. Would that be helpful? And that's exactly what I did. Okay. Uh, and uh, I wrote to the police at Bankery, and uh, this fine policeman sent me back a terrific sketch, which is actually in... Oh, who wrote that book? Uh, it's in James Graham. It's, it's in James Graham's. Book. He's a photostat. I've got the book. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was the very, that was the very sketch that I got back. Wow. And I thought, well, now to try and do a thing like this, you need to train on it, because um, I never lifted on rings, so I got all the dimensions from uh, Consul Dawson. He called them mm-hmm. from his sketch, and uh, I got a friend to make me rings, and uh, the, 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 with the same heights that were on the sketch. And I thought, I'm going to make concrete ones. Now, before I got that sketch, I made two concrete ones, like suitcases. Um, but they were the wrong shape completely. Yeah. So when I got the sketch, then I come up with this thing that I have now. And uh, trained in that, and I, I, I said, that's okay. So I phoned David Webster. Yep. And 
asked him if he could may organize it, and he was very good, and he did. So uh, arrived over in Scotland, and uh, I, I didn't think there was going to be any fuss about it. And he said, Jack, there's going to be press here and cameras here. Wow. Oh. And I, I, I got really upset about all this then. And I said, here's me, we boy with 11 and a half stone, and all these heavy men have failed us. I need my head examined. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, another friend who was with me, we were in the hotel, and said, Charlie, we'll go down, because I've got to have a look at these stones. So we went down to the to where the stones were situated, and the manager came out, and he unlocked them. And I, 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 I had a hundred pound weight with me. Yeah. A wee, a wee bit of warm up, that's all I had. And uh, I lifted the stones there and then. Wow. And wow. I, knew, I knew I could do it, and I was able to relax. Jack, what, I mean, obviously you'd have to have a hell of a lot of confidence to do that. I mean, you know, I, I want to kind of, this is really interesting, the whole mental edge of so many things, because we see so many great athletes you know, they prepared, prepared, prepared. They go to do it, and they fall right on their chin, literally. What, I mean, were you, if you can recall that long ago of even mentally what you were thinking, did you go in there, you know, I, I call it like clear-minded. You've already set your goal. You already believe, because what I just heard you speaking, you know, in the last few minutes was, it sounded to me right away that you already knew you could do it. If yes. you could, what what was it? I mean, were you clear-headed or were you so prepared physically, mentally, and spiritually that you just walked up to it? Obviously, you didn't have anything big to really warm up with, but you stood and you pulled them. What 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 was going on in your mind, if you can think back then? Well, because I'd run up a couple of nights before, yeah. and, I knew, and you could do them without a very, very poor warm-up. Now, I always did a big warm-up. Yep. Uh, uh, but I obviously didn't do it that time. But on the on the day, I did a very long, long workup. I even worked up to the weight of the big stone, and I lifted the big stone along with a lighter one, yeah. just warmed up before he before he was in. And then I lifted them, and the photographers missed it. Oh. So I, had to, I had to do it about four times. Oh my God! Um, and this may sound big-headed, but I could have kept lifting those all day. No, I believe you. I, I, hey, you know something? You know preparation is everything. You yeah, know, the, repetition. Go ahead. Yeah. And because that night before I went up, I was really nervous up to the end, definitely. Yeah. But because I knew I could do it with such a short warm-up, I was in, I was confident. Yeah, that, there's no doubt about it. And to be able to lift it that many times and figure you could lift them like that all day, obviously you're prepared. What I mean, things have changed now in training, obviously, we know, with equipment and how people prepare and, and this and that. But in your mind's eye, and you think about back then and what you're seeing today, what what is your feeling as far all right? We're going to get ready for the Dinny Stones, or, you know, we know about the Husafell Stone in Iceland, and I know they're all different. I, I know that. But there's got to be one common ingredient to lifting these mammoth pieces of stone all over the world. What do you think? I mean, is it the training? Is it obviously training with stones that somewhat duplicate what you're going to do? Obviously, we know eating, sleeping, restoration, but obviously these things weren't talked about to the degree they are now. But if there's one thing across the board to go out and be a great stone lifter, what would you think it is in your uh, in your uh, idea there, Jack? Well, well I'm, I, I was only involved in the Denny Stones. I never right. even heard, heard of the other ones. But my advice to anybody that's training to do the Denny Stones, and I think they all use rings now. Yep. Uh, but, but the big thing is, the Denny Stones weigh, what, 733 pounds? Mm -hmm. Now, just because you can lift 733 pounds on the rings doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Right. So right. you need to be well ahead of it. Yep. Well ahead of it. And, and, and that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the success. To try, yeah. and, try and be about 100 pounds over and above the weight of them. In fact, I was up to 200 pounds at one stage. Wow. Be well ahead of it. Yeah. And, and that way, then, you'd be quite confident. But just to go there and know what you have lifted seven hundred and thirty three in rings isn't enough. No. 
because you may not do it on the day. Yeah. But if, if, but if you've got that safety margin, yep. then it'll be wee bombs. No, I agree. I mean, you know, it's always good to be a little bit over what you're going to lift because in case, you know, you're prepared for it. Stevie, obviously, you grew up all around this with your dad, and you've seen things that, you know, I, I kind of re- think of you and Lawrence Oliphant as the same way in a lot of ways, where young men, young boys, obviously young men growing into men, you you were you were very fortunate, obviously, whether your father lifted stones or not. We know that to have him. But yeah. what I mean, if you can think of something now as a grown man, or or multiple things, what is it? What is it about your father that? Well, not only you admire, all right, but you had the luxury of seeing this, and maybe at the time, like you know, you're young, you don't realize it. But now, look today, what you're doing. Obviously, your father had an awful lot of influence on you physically. So take it away, brother. Yeah, it's it's a strange because I mean, obviously now that I'm that I'm try, trying to I'm doing the same sort of things that that dad was doing. Yeah. I get more appreciation for it because to be honest, when I was young, and I went out and watched my dad train, say he was lifting his his shank stones or he was yeah. working on rings yep. or even on barbell, you know, where he would do a lot of the uh, the Kennedy lift type type yeah. lifting as well. I mean. When Dad stood over that kind of weight, you know, he basically he was very, always very calm, and the the weight just came up. There was no, yeah. there never seemed to be any resistance. There was no big, sort of long pause, and then eventually the weight broke the ground. He just took the weight, took the tension out of the rings, and stood up. And it always seemed very, well, not say easy, but it was, it was just there was relentless power there. Yeah. And I just thought that's the way everybody lifts. You know, that's there's there was nothing, you know, new about that because I have seen it all the time. Mm-hmm. But then when I started to do it, you know. I, I had trained up a fair bit on the Kennedy lift and got about three fifty kilos on it. Yep, uh, and uh, it was about seven seventy. Uh, so whenever I, I I got the rings and started to train the rings, I, I kind of assumed naively that it would be ah, that's okay. Like God says, I can do that, and I think I failed about five fifty. Wow. About I've been between five fifty and six hundred. Wow. Like these things aren't moving. Yeah. yeah so it, it was a real eye opener for me. You know, thinking I'm strong, thinking I could do these things, and sort of. Comp- you know, just trying to create the picture in my mind of when Dad would have lifted them, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a different ball game. I mean, he was in a different league than pretty much most people that I've seen lifting the stones. I mean, there's some great stone lifters out there, absolutely. You know, but it's just the way Dad lifted it was different. Well, that's what I was going to say, Stevie, because, you know, what do, what do I say in the beginning? You know, you got 300-pound guys, you know, and they're all jacked up and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, the gear and the yelling and the slapping, if any of that's going on or whatever – and, you know, when you see that picture of your father, obviously the effort was there. But, it, you know, this is what my chiropractor used to call me, uh, John, who we lost to cancer this month. And and I'm going to even say that to your dad because, to me, what John called me was one of the greatest honors. And I see it with your dad here is he used to call me silent strength because because. Because Jack and Stevie, I want—I just want to convey this to you, what John would say to me is like, I've—he used to come over and watch me train sometimes, and there'd be there'd be no dialogue really. Even when he walked in, it wouldn't even be a hello. He knew, he would just sit there and watch and watch. And he said, "I gave you that name." He sent me a postcard. He and his wife had gone on an Alaskan cruise, and it was the first time really they'd gone away in a long, long time. And he sent me this postcard. I still have it. I'll never get rid of it because he, he meant the world to me. As He was like a father to me. And he sent me this big bangle tire, or tiger on the front, just like just like laying there. like It looked like a statue. And he sent me a thing, you know, his wife's name is Joy. Joy and I are having a great time. Can't wait to get back. He was a car. He was in his 60s when he passed away, but he was there every day. I mean, he just loved what he did. And he said, "When I saw this picture, it reminded me of you." He goes, "Silent strength," and that's how I see your dad. Quiet, knew what he had to do, 
and went and did it. He didn't need to have an orchestra behind him or people clapping and chanting his name. All right. (laughs) And and look, there's nothing wrong with that. But you and I both know when you get down to lifting something heavy, you could have 10 million people around you and it's and and it's all muffled and they're a blur. Because if you're really dedicated and totally into this and you're going to give it your all, you're not hearing anything. It's you. Comment on Jack. Take it away. Let's, uh, I'll give you one wee laugh about that. Uh, the first time I lifted the Denny Stones, yeah, and we all arrived there, as I told you before, there was an awful lot of press there in cameras. Yep. And yep. um, they started going around asking everybody, "Are you lifting the stones? Are you lifting the stones?" <laughs> and they completely ignored me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Never even spoke to me. Yep. <laughs> because Crazy. they were expecting somebody much larger. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, they're rather good laugh about that, yeah, aren't we, Stephen? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and uh, they didn't think I'd be squirtling me. Didn't you prove them all wrong? I mean, that's yeah. what I said. I love that picture with the shirt and tie on. I mean, <laughs> God dog. I mean, if that doesn't say something about your character, I don't know what the hell does. I mean, and back in a bygone era where, you know, a lot of this stuff is becoming readily acceptable, and maybe it's different where you folks are, but, you know, I know in the United States, you lift weights up. What the hell do you do that for? That's this, that, and the other thing, you know? And, of course, now, because it is the way it is, it's more readily acceptable, but... You know, the stuff we like to do is still a little bit out there in the atmosphere. And in some ways, I like it that way. Obviously, I want to mainstream it. But it is still nice to have the integrity of the sport. And Stevie and yourself and Jim and so many others have kept the integrity of this. And if you can capture that, and obviously we know you're going to add another event next year and keep growing the process of this physical culture we're all in good shape, and, you know, hopefully we're going to have some torchbearers to carry it along after we are long out of it or long gone from the universe because it's very important. It's very important to show yourself that there are things out there, no matter what people say, when you really want it bad enough, you can do it. Um, I know we got to sign off within a minute. Um, Jack, summarize anything uh, anything you want to put out there, and then Stevie, you take it, and then I'll give out all the info, and we'll get you off so I know you've got some prior engagement. So, Jack, take it away. Well, I, I can't really add anything to what's already been said, Eric. Okay. Um, just, just, but I'm very, very proud of Stephen. Yep. Um, I'm really proud of what he's doing, and uh, I think the big effort he's made, I think maybe that's why the thing has taken off. I agree. And... and uh, uh, just hope he continues. <laughs> yeah, I'll continue. <laughs> he will. He will. Uh, and, and thank you very much for all the effort that you've put into it and and, and the, the help you've been to. We appreciate that very much. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot to me because uh, that's the idea. We want, we want to promote, 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 and we want to have people of your caliber in the family here that – are into this and have done it and it means something to them for sure. So I thank you for that. Uh, Stevie, add anything you like, brother. There's just a couple of small points I want to finish on, Eric, please. Shoot. One of us, we were talking about, you know, dad's calmness before I left. And I mean, I'm the opposite. You know, I'm yep. a performer and I, and I did take a, the, the draw mm-hmm. on an audience mm-hmm. and all that energy because it works for me, but everybody's different. Yeah. But what I will say, and it's a point that you made, is when it comes down to it, when you, all that is passed, whether you're calm whether you're screaming and people are slapping you, when it comes down to it, it's just you and the stones. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so one of the things that I do teach folks, and it, it, it's it's something that goes way back even when I was playing golf and stuff, and it, it, it's finding that calm place uh, before you lift. And I talk about like a, a pre-lift routine. So it, it's a series of, of motions that you go through, you know, foot placement, you know, hip placement, shoulder placement, hand placement. If you do all of those things in the same order, it doesn't matter what they are, everybody's different, but if you go through those steps, say one to nine steps, by the time you get down to say steps six, seven, eight, and nine, yeah. you're probably saying, right, we're going through the steps, it's time to lift. It doesn't matter if there's one person watching you or there's 100,000 watching you, you will not hear those people I because agree. your body's getting into that zone. And yep. That's the thing that I think is important to use is that pre-lift routine. Try and get oh, it works for you. If you're going to do a deadlift, right foot, left foot, right hand, left hand, drop your hips, 
get yep. your shoulders back, you know, all of those things. Repeat them, repeat them, repeat them, because that's muscle memory. That gets you into that, that zone in your mind where your yep. body says, time to lift now, and you can draw on that power. I um, agree. Go ahead. Yeah. And the final thing I want to say is, you know, yeah. it's just in relation to what, what all, all of us are doing here with Brett and Jim and Belogia State and Dad and all of the athletes. I always only ever wanted to leave this better than I found it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You know, and leave a bit of, leave something if, when, whenever we at some point can't lift anymore or are no longer around, that this thing will continue. And I think we've made a good start. Oh, without a doubt. Are you kidding me? I mean, look, you look at the extension every year and then, you know, it's like anything, Steve. You walk into something, and it's going to take time, obviously, to grow it, to come up with conceptual things, to come up with things that not only honor the past, but what you're doing is you're promoting a very bright future. Uh, you can't, you know, it's great to live in the moment, but you've got to constantly be creating because, you know, as you said, if it's just going to be the Denny Stones, we're going to lose participation. Now you've added four events. Now you're going to add five. And as you get sponsorship and other people involved, you know, who knows where this thing could go. And definitely you'll leave it in the right hands. It, that's the way good things work. People and events always come into your life, obviously, when you're doing noble things that you and Jack and Jim and so many other people are that are involved. Um, anything else, gentlemen? No, thank you very much, Eric. We really appreciate it. Oh, are you kidding me? It's it's an honor. It's an honor. This is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. If there's a show you'd like, Stevie and I, and we'll get Jack on anytime he'd like to come on, Fiorella Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Don't forget to go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, also the Prosperity Conscious page. That is investment. Also, too, Go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows Stevie and I have done. This will be the second one we've done with Jack, so that will be up by the end of the week. Uh, I think I'll go out and find it. I'll put the original one up, too, by the weekend that the three of us did. So if you haven't heard it, you can listen to that, and it will glide you right into number two. Also, too, um, let me think. What else do I want to hear? Oh. Uh, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Um, it goes right to my MailChimp account, and you'll get anything I put out there. Uh, also, too, another investment, buy some advertising here. You know how I am. Well, I will work very hard for you to promote our branding and make us both not only money, but go out and offer some solutions to the world. And believe me, we can do that. Also, too. Our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Now, go out to, obviously, iTunes and Stitcher. we got a five-star review. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are an AHA directory, which is a high. You can get us in your car 24-7. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to just give five words to inspire. That's what we talked about. You listen to a legend that back in the day did not have anything near what we got, which I think is a double-edged sword anyways. I like that solitude more than anything myself personally. I think it's always good to go out, learn some things, but you got to implement them yourself. And when you do that, that's how you become a very smart, teachable human being. And that's what you should be doing all the time. You should be learning and teaching, learning and teaching. Because uh, most of us stop reading books at 18 years of age and pretty much stop learning. How do you think you're going to go through life? And uh, I just have a different idea of what life is, at least on my, in my watch. Also, too, um, as my mom would say when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are going through and dealing with. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, push it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone crush, Crusher says in blood red, domination, we dominate everything. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone coming through my speakers. It's a tight it's a tidal wave. It gets higher and wider every day, Russell, and thank you for that. Well, obviously Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. 
Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, I spoke about him during the show. My greatest chiropractor ever, he would walk every patient in the door, open it and hold it for him and say, keep smiling. What a line. Keep smiling. It will make you feel great even when it feels like the world is falling down on you. Keep smiling. And obviously, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Join the family. We'll be here for the next 30 years. Our Etched in Stone page and our Etched in Stone page for kids is absolutely exploding. I'm getting almost eight new sign-ups every day now for Etched in Stone. Um, And it's not just stones, but I'm telling you right now, you want to go out and see some lifters. Holy cannoli. It just does, does my heart well. Anybody... Stevie, anybody, you're welcome to put stuff up on Etched in Stone. The community is just growing and growing and growing. And don't forget, when you listen to our shows, send them out to your friends. you got to get these shows out. They're that vital to your life, and I mean that. And listen to them, not once, at least 100 times, you'll get gold every time you listen to it. And before I sign off with Jack and Stevie Shanks, you're all winners. You're all champions, and you're all unstoppable, and you're all geniuses. And don't worry about what anybody says to you. Start creating your own world from the inside out. Jack, honor, sir. Uh, Love having you on. You got great insight, and you know what? I honor you because you are very few of you folks are left in the world. And as I've said to Stevie and so many people, it's my mission to get as many of you gentlemen and ladies on here because it's so important to speak to you and all the great things you've lent. And we're here because of gentlemen like you. So thank you for being on, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Eric. You're welcome. Stevie, it's always great to have you on, brother. Uh, You're like a lightning rod, and that's what we need in the world. So thanks for being on, sir. My pleasure, Eric. Always good to talk to you, Matt. Same here. So, for Jack and Stevie Shanks, this is Eric Fiorello. As I said, this show will be up towards the end of the week, but there's plenty of stuff with Stevie out there. So if you're aching to hear him, just go out to MotivationMuscle.com, spread the word, do something great out there, and something great will always come back to you. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.